Hello, hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Jeune Mama podcast, where we talk about all things pregnancy, postpartum, motherhood, tips and tricks, and more from a Senegalese-American perspective. I'm your host, Aisitu Gise, and today we're going to be talking about the second trimester, also known as the golden trimester. Now, before I get into today's episode, I need to give that disclaimer I gave back in episode one and forgot to do in episode two, maybe even episode three. Anyways, I need to give a disclaimer that I am not a doctor or a medical professional. What I say in these episodes are based on my own experiences, my research, and information that I hear from other moms out there as well. And really, the reason I need to give this disclaimer is because pregnancy is one of those things, and motherhood too, it's so individualized. It's so particular to the person. And so I'm just going to say, I encourage everyone to consult with their doctor for more personalized guidance, do your own research, talk to other moms, and figure it out for yourself. Like this is just one way of getting information, but there's so much more out there. And so I just wanted to start off with that disclaimer so that people know that I am not a doctor. All right. Let's get into today's episode. Today, we will not be having a word from our sponsor because our sponsor got her four-month shots today, and she is not in the mood to entertain any of us. So we're going to skip that part for this episode. Hopefully, we have her back for next week's episode. Um, And with that, we'll get into the topic of the second trimester. So the second trimester is called the golden trimester for good reasons, okay? Okay. It's truly different than the first and third trimester in terms of your level of energy, your enthusiasm, your excitement about the whole experience. And so today we're going to talk about why for many, many women, it's the most comfortable of all three. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Last week's episode, I kind of wrote a script for how and what I was going to talk about. This week, I want to freestyle a little bit more. Maybe I'm feeling myself a little bit with this new mic that my husband got me. I'm going to just take a second and say thank you. Thank you, hubby, for investing in this experience for me. I got a brand new mic. So hopefully you hear a difference in the quality of the sound. I also am back in the States. My first three episodes were recorded in Senegal. And so a host of issues there in terms of not having the right equipment, being around, you know, more of a noisy environment. But hopefully this week you hear a difference in the audio quality. And I wanted to layer on top of that uh, a more light energy and not go based off of a script and try to lecture everybody and say, here's what you need to know and here's what you don't need to know. This week, I want to try something different. If the audience likes it and I like it, I think I'm going to use that going forward. But really what I want to do is for the portion of the episode that is very much like factual and um, backed by research, open up the What to Expect app and just talk about what I'm going to be talking about through that app. Like the information that's on that app, relay that back to you in the most concise way as possible. And then for the cultural component, talk openly and freely so hopefully it feels more like a conversation and not me just lecturing at you all so let's try that um and with that i'm going to get into the second trimester uh factually it is it starts around week 14 of pregnancy and lasts through the end of week 27 or you can think of it as months four to six of pregnancy so in total the second trimester it lasts about 14 weeks 
Now, the reason why they call it the golden trimester is because a lot of those pesky symptoms that you had in the first trimester will tend to ease up in the second trimester. And I say ease up because they may not completely disappear, but they may get better. So things like nausea, the breast tenderness, the extreme fatigue will get a lot better in the second trimester for many, many women. While on the flip side, things like heartburn and constipation may pop up and persist throughout the second trimester. So this just brings me to a point around like no part of pregnancy is easy. Uh, when we say the second trimester is a golden trimester, it's not because it's golden in and of itself. It's golden compared to the first and third trimesters. Like it's still hard. And there's actually a lot of things that happen in the second trimester in terms of the, ba the baby growing, your body going through so many hormones and changes. So that's not easy. It's just, I guess, relatively better than the first trimester, that crappy feeling you have throughout it. And then the third trimester... I can't even begin to get into that until next week. When we talk about it, you will know why it's such a terrible trimester for many, many women. Um, but in the second trimester, so for today's episode, let's just dive deep into some of the changes that you may experience, some of the symptoms that can appear in the second trimester. The first one is congestion. So this is caused by an increased blood flow to the mucous membranes in your nose just causing you to feel more congested and you actually might find yourself snoring for the first time if you weren't already a snorer. So this can sometimes pop up in pregnancy due to that congestion. There are safe over-the-counter medications that you can use. So talk to your doctor about what can help if you experience congestion and it's causing you discomfort. Another symptom that you may be feeling is mild swelling of the ankles and feet. So this is, uh, according to the What to Expect app, this is experienced by about three in four pregnant women. So very, very prevalent and starts around week 22 of pregnancy um, and lasts until delivery. I remember for me, I had, um, my feet didn't swell up too much, but I definitely felt like my shoes fit a little bit more snug. So to combat this, if you're experiencing it, uh, try to keep active, keep your feet up when you're not moving and avoid long periods of sitting or standing. And finally, sleep on your side. I found research related to sleeping on your left side because it helps with digestion. Um, culturally or religiously, we talk about sleeping on your right side as sunnah. And so there's, you know, a little bit of a decision to make there around what would you like to do. But our religion also tells us that we should not do what we can't handle. So if you find that sleeping on your left side is what gives you the most ease during this time, I would recommend exploring that and maybe even consulting with an imam or an ustaz to find out what the right decision should be for you. Another symptom that you may develop in the second trimester is sensitive gums and even bleeding. Um, you'll find that if you are pregnant, certain dental work is discouraged during this time, especially in the second and third trimesters. Actually, no, I think throughout pregnancy, dental work is discouraged. If there's anything that can wait, they will likely wait. Um, but the reason why is because so many hormones are going through your body. You're more prone to infection. You might even develop gingivitis. And so it's just better to stay away from anything that can cause scarring or infections during this already vulnerable time. Another symptom that you may experience is leg cramps. I definitely had this starting in the second trimester, but especially in the third trimester. 
Um, it's not only due to hormones and weight according to what to expect, but also possibly a shortage of calcium or magnesium. This is why it's really, really important to eat a balanced, healthy diet during pregnancy. You are expending a lot of effort um, trying to make a whole human. And so it's good to make sure that you're countering that as much as possible with a balanced diet, plenty of fluids, plenty of rest, like all the things that you need on like a self-care day, multiply it by 100. And that's what you need throughout pregnancy. You may also experience dizziness. And so another thing that you can do to combat this on top of eating a balanced diet and lots of fluid is taking it easy and eating smaller meals. So in order to maintain a level of comfort, instead of eating three big meals, eat lots of small meals throughout the day, snack frequently, snack often, all those things can help with the feeling of dizziness. This next one um, I just need to take a pause and think back to when I was going through it because, you know, when they say like after you give birth, your memory kind of gets wiped of all the discomfort that you felt throughout pregnancy. I'm going through that right now because when at the time I remember specifically being very, very annoyed and very uncomfortable with this next one, which is achiness in the lower abdomen, also known as round ligament pain. But as I sit here and record this episode, I'm having a hard time kind of just remembering exactly what that pain felt like. All I know is it was bad. At the time, it was completely horrible. And it's due to the fact that your belly is growing. So the ligaments that support your stomach are stretching to support your, your baby growing and your belly growing. It's, how do I describe it? It's bad. That's really all I can say is it hurts really bad. It's hard to walk because it feels like it's so tender in your lower belly. And yeah, I just remember it being very, very bad. I remember there's my friend who was also pregnant before me and was going through it. So she was a couple of months before me. I won't say her name in the interest of privacy, but I remember like calling her up like, what is this? And she was like, oh, no, I went through it too. It's normal. Look it up. I did my research, found out it was normal, but I still hated it and it was still one of the worst parts of pregnancy for me. This next symptom is varicose veins and or hemorrhoids. And so uh, what to expect tells us this is uh, a type of varicose. Oh, no, actually, no, it's saying it just says, which fortunately should shrink or go away after pregnancy. So do more research on varicose veins as this is a symptom that could pop up in the second trimester. And last but not least, no pun intended, it is weight gain. As your appetite increases or appears, if you were suffering uh, suffering from nausea or appetite in the first trimester, um, your baby is going to be growing a lot in the second trimester. So it is normal to start to experience pregnancy weight. Uh, and what to expect tells us that we can expect to gain about a pound a week for a total of 14 pounds during this trimester. Not everybody will gain 14 pounds. Not everybody will gain a pound a week. Every pregnancy is different. Every woman is different. Every child is different. And so all of these things that we talked about, you may or may not experience in the second trimester, but it is something that to, you know, it's something to keep in mind as is it's very likely that you will experience it in the second trimester. The timing might be different. Maybe you don't experience it in the very beginning of the 14 weeks. Maybe you experience it towards the 27 weeks. Either way, these are things to keep an eye out for, to ask your doctor about, to do your own research on. 
All right, now that we have the symptoms and the scientific part of it out the way, I'm going to shift gears to the cultural considerations of the second trimester. And I will be freestyling this, so bear with me. Um, but the first thing that is notable in my head is the fact that in the second trimester, this is when you will likely start to show. Now, based on my research, first, tri- first pregnancy, you may not show as early as you would in like a second or third or fourth pregnancy. So apparently, um, if it's your first time being pregnant, it might take up to three, four, five months to start to show. But if it's a second pregnancy, you might show as early as the second month or the third month. Either way, culturally, second trimester, you are definitely at this point showing and people will start to pick up on the idea if they're around you physically that you are pregnant. What I want to say around this is hide. (laughs) I don't know how best else to say it besides take care of yourself. Um, If possible, don't be as overt about it. I know other cultures are very much like giving status updates and saying this is how many weeks they are this is what the baby's gender is a lot of things but in our culture it's very private it's very much uh, an individual experience that you go through with your husband your immediate family your close friends and no one else and so um, I do encourage the fact that pregnancy should be private it's one thing now I think after giving birth to to do a podcast about it but Um, in the moment, I definitely was not sharing the fact that I was pregnant on social media. I wasn't talking about it with anyone other than close family and friends. And so I think this is a cultural practice that I am in favor of. Um, a lot happens in the second trimester and you just need as few distractions as possible to do the hard work that your body is doing to make a baby. And so, yeah, I, I, I am in favor of making sure that you take care of yourself and you are as reserved about this experience as possible. And that threshold will vary depending on who you are and what your tolerance is. But definitely a lot happening in the second trimester that you might want to take into consideration that, you know, you should keep it private. Another cultural consideration that I have on this point is um, second trimester is likely when you will find out the gender of your baby if you wish to do so. Uh, culturally, we don't do this. I remember when I wanted to tell my mom what I was having, she was like, don't tell me. I was like, but I need to tell you because I can't keep this a secret. And actually, even before that, my doctor had called me with the result of the baby's gender. And we had an agreement, me and my sisters and my best friend to have the doctors tell them. And they would then surprise me with the information a few weeks later. And I didn't want to wait. I got impatient and I had them tell me right away. They were not happy about that. But I personally couldn't wait. So when when my mom told me not to tell her, I definitely was like, I'm not keeping this information to myself. And I told her and she literally followed up with, "Okay, don't tell anybody else. It's like the first point that I made around the privacy and the secrecy. Um, This is something that in the second trimester, you, you will likely find out what you're having if you want your doctors to tell you. And so culturally, it's an important point to consider, do you one, want to know what the baby's sex is? And two, do you plan on telling those close to you? Or do you want to not tell anyone close to you and just keep it between you and your partner? 
So just keep that in mind because it is a second trimester thing. Um, I don't know if maybe in the first trimester they can tell you the sex of the baby. Maybe I should do that research myself. But I know for me, it was after this, the first trimester. I found out in the second trimester what I was having. And it was a whole thing whether I was going to tell other people or if I even was going to find out myself. Um, so that's something else to keep in mind culturally. The next cultural consideration that I have is in our culture, we tend to um, kind of leave everything in the hands of God and not really, um, I don't know, I, I don't think intervene is the right word to use, but I'll just get to the point and maybe you can circle back to what I'm trying to say. Uh, genetic testing is something that is done in the second trimester as well. Now, I'll have an episode on genetic testing, so I won't go deep into any details today, but Genetic testing is something that your doctors will ask you if you are interested in having. It's blood work that they do. They come back and tell you the likelihood of your child having certain um, defects or abnormalities. And culturally, this is definitely not something that we do. Again, I remember when I told my mom that I was having it done, she was like, subhanAllah, <laughs> like, just wait until your baby's born is really what she was trying to say. But um, it is a consideration that I wanted to bring up in this episode because it's an option that is available um, to many of us. And so you have to make a decision. Do you want to have that testing done? Do you not want to have that testing done? Once the results are out, what do you want to do with it? And I don't mean that in any kind of insinuating way. It's literally like, do you want to have the test? And once you have the test results, like, then what? Uh, it's a personal decision for everyone to have the test done or not have it done. And then once you get the result, it's also a personal decision, like having discussions with your husband or with your partner about um, just overall, what do the test results mean? What are the implications of it? What additional testing needs to be done? There's a whole rabbit hole of things that, ha you know, that follows genetic testing. And so I couldn't do an episode on the second trimester without mentioning it because this is typically when it does happen. And so for anyone out there that is pregnant, currently pregnant, was pregnant, thinking about getting pregnant, all the above, genetic testing, genetic testing, genetic testing. Look it up, make a decision for yourself that works for you and your family and go from there. And the last cultural consideration that I have is bringing your partner into this experience with you. A lot of pregnancy can feel like you're going at it alone. Your partner can be there for emotional support, for moral support, all those things. But in the second trimester, as your baby starts to grow and as they start to move around in your belly, this is a great opportunity to bring your partner on and have them go on this experience with you by having them touch your belly when your baby is moving, by having them watch your stomach move, like depending on how much movement your baby's doing, which is something that you should talk to your healthcare provider about to find out what is a healthy range for you and your baby. But this is a great opportunity and a great time period to have your partner truly start to be pregnant with you. I mean, the first trimester, they might already be feeling like that. If you have cravings that they need to tend to, mood swings, and just all of those things. But in the second trimester, it can really start to feel real that you're pregnant, your belly's growing, and you can see it. And so a cultural consideration, the reason why I'm bringing it up in this segment is because it can often feel like your wife goes through it and you kind of just sit and wait for the baby to be born to become involved. But you can become involved way before the baby's arrival by truly 
engaging with your wife or your partner as her belly is growing, as she needs additional tender love and care, massaging her back to help with that round ligament pain, um, rubbing her feet as, you know, to help with the swelling. And so the big message here is men, ladies, gentlemen, everybody get involved with this whole process, get involved with the whole experience to ease the discomfort to also enjoy and relish in those exciting moments when you feel the first kick or when you, you know, see the belly moving. Like it's it's such a I don't know, it's such a awesome experience. And I don't mean awesome in like the like skateboarding and high school kind of way. I mean like it is truly awesome. Like it is a crazy experience to go through pregnancy. And so bring your partner along for the ride. Make sure that they are involved and partners like get engaged without even having to be asked because it truly is a marvelous experience. So those were the cultural considerations that I had for you all today on the second trimester. I'll probably say this in every episode. We can't cover everything on this topic in one episode, but it is something that, you know, it's it warrants additional research. It warrants additional information. It warrants additional conversation. And so I hope that you all found this episode to be helpful. Please join me in the discussion on Instagram at Ida.Gise underscore underscore. That's A-I-D-A dot G-U-I-S-S-E underscore underscore. Uh, people reach out to me all the time and tell me about their experiences or give me episode ideas. And so feel free to come along on this journey with us and I will give you all a rendezvous next week for the third trimester. And it is one that you do not want to miss. The third trimester in me, long history, long histoire. So make sure you tune in next week for the episode. And with that, I want to say thank you for listening and making it this far into the episode. I will see you all next week.